everyone. This is those good old fashioned values, and uh, we've decided to pivot to a Simpsons podcast now. So um, this is what you're, we're going to do this week. We're talking about uh, the Simpsons season one. All right. So um, yeah. So yeah. first off, why does Homer talk like that? <laughs> yeah. What's with Homer's voice? That that he shouldn't. Talk yeah. Like that? Does that? Did they change that? I haven't. I haven't seen any of the show. Like, does that get better? Uh, yes, it does. Yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. I, I need to say also, is it gay that Bart is voiced by a woman? Like, is that gay? Uh, only if you want to fuck him. Um, I mean, I thought that was a given. Like, I thought, okay, well, now you're making me feel weird, Ty, and I don't appreciate that. No, we're talking- Yeah, we're doing Futurama in case you haven't yeah. fucking read somehow. Um, yeah, no, we're talking about uh, Futurama season one. When we were pivoting away from the Wait, McFarlane we're talking about Futurama? I oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I do love though. You got him so deer in headlights. Yeah, like no, directly. You gotta, you gotta aim directly for the middle of the sentence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're talking about Futurama season one. When we were pivoting away from the McFarlane world, we were like, do we talk about South Park or do we talk about Futurama? And uh, we just decided, um, why don't we do we both? We ended up with both. Yeah. 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 It's good to take breaks, you know. Yeah. You, you don't want to run like fifteen weeks of South Park. That would get a little old. So yeah. you know, we're gonna mix it up every once in a while. Yeah, we're mixing it up, and uh, we we have promised you that we'd uh, never talk about The Simpsons except for our uh, romantic feelings for Bart's, Bart Simpson. <laughs> That's the only Simpsons related stuff we'll talk about. What if he was a What if he was a dog and his name was Bart Simpson? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We're just slowly dying inside. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Um, <laughs> God damn it. I hate this show so much. We're talking about Futurama season one. And uh, this is sort of a interesting season one because I it most of the time when shows start, they're really rough since they're like the first really big project that their creative yeah. has worked on. Like... You know, Matt and Trey, they'd done a few movies, but South Park was, like, their first, like, network TV show. His family guy was Seth's first thing. Yeah. First big thing that wasn't a TV pilot or, like, short. Yeah. Even the American Dad and the Cleveland show had, like, somewhat yeah. green teams, but... Yeah, and American Dad also had... It was, like, the first relationship after a breakup, after, like, the cancellation of Family Guy. So, like, those always suck. Yeah. No, yeah. but this one's interesting because it's basically all of the best writers from the eighth season of The Simpsons basically just got poached for this. And yeah. so they just hit And that's the why running. it became bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's more... Eh, whatever. Half of the episodes in season one I thought were from like season two or something because like I was, I was just like... Yeah, they're classics. Oh, those, those, yeah. yeah, those are classics. And it's like, no, they just like got all of the best writers on the Spencer, game to do this. Spencer, uh, Ty... One of the things that uh, I learned about this season is that Matt Grain, like most TV pilots, uh, when they're presenting it to the networks, they get like 10 minutes. Matt Groening got like two hours to like, okay, here are the characters. These are some of the episodes. This is like how the third millennium works is like a setting, like all, or yeah. fourth millennium. Whatever. Yeah, well. Uh, like, and you can feel that throughout the show that like, this is a thought through well-oiled machine. Yeah. From day yeah. One. Well, this is also, and it like, makes sense that like, check. he got a lot of fucking leeway after it's like, oh yeah, you made like the most famous cartoon of all time. He, like, 
1999, Matt Groening could have gotten three, uh, one ice pick, one lunatic on the air if he wanted Literally, to. Literally, yes. Yeah, like, it is worth mentioning, though, throughout the entirety of the show, even from season one, he did have to fight with Fox executives a lot. Um, mm. Yeah, apparently Fox wasn't very nice to the show once it got on. Like, they wanted it on, but as soon as it got on, they were just like, eh. It was like a little too much, yeah. Which Because they, they wanted Simpsons, they wanted the Jetsons to Simpsons Funstones. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we will get into that when that becomes a bigger thing. But, yeah, that's, like, the context is that, like, it was a celebrated creator coming in with, like, his passion project. And then everyone was like, oh, this sounds really good. And then as soon as it became, like, kind of weird and more unwieldy than network execs wanted, they're like, actually, let's actually fuck you. Yeah. I We should ask the normal question first. And that's, what's our history with Futurama? Um, I, I just, like, binged it when I was in sixth grade i think really liked it then uh haven't really watched anything since except for when a sadistic english teacher played the saddest episode of the show for the class <laughs> just to torture us i guess you know what we'll 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 get to it when we get to it oh we will get to that i don't yeah. think it's as sad as people give it credit for i'm sorry I do really, uh, I want to give a shout out to one of my favorite Rocky tweets is him just saying, all animation is that episode now. Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's that stuff. The When Futurama gets sad, and it does get sad, like, infrequently, it works because, like, 90% of the show is weird and dark. Yeah. So much as how, like, Simpsons was kind of the bedrock for mid to late 90s and some of early 2000s stuff, this is more of the 2010, late 2000s, 2010 is is building off of Futurama. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say in some ways. Yeah. Definitely South Park. I, I also, well. yeah, I also think it's, it's harder, like... Well, I think Family Guy was also that in a big way because I think it's harder. Well, why don't to we just what... list every animated show? Well, no, but but what I'm saying is I'm getting to a point, asshole. But the like Futurama, <laughs> I think, is like harder to in the same way that South Park was when we were talking about that. It, it's harder to like build off of the formula of Futurama, I think, because so much of it is like. It, it, a lot of it is built around like it, a lot of it is like cartoony situations, but a lot of it is also built around like malaise, like the whole joke of Futurama and one that they get to pretty quickly in the show, which is like very refreshing is like, what if the future, you know, what if like the fucking flying cars, like tube travel space, you know, exploration future was just like as shitty as your life in 1999. Yeah. And that's like, that's a really great premise, but it's also like, it is hard to build a similar show around in the same way that like it did because a lot of it comes with, like comes down to like, how do you make like boring little moments like fit into like the structure of a ostensibly comedy show? Uh, and the answer so, is really good writing and like great tired. little one-liners. Uh, yeah. How, how, did, uh, how did you find this show? Uh, so I, well, so my history with it is, uh, I watch, I, I've been clear on the show that I spent a lot of like my, you know, preteen to early teen years watching Comedy Central and this was like a Comedy Central mainstay. Um, yeah. and so it, I, like, I never sat down and watched the whole thing through, but I've seen a lot of Futurama. Um, and it's, it's a great show. It's, I think it's harder. It, it was harder to get into as like a teen than like some of the other, you know, shows like, uh, kind of in its weight class, but like coming back to it now, it, it's a fucking great show. The writing is pretty consistently like in its best years. It's pretty phenomenal. They have like 
a better handle of like how to make like an effective ending than maybe any other show because they have to do it so fucking often because they keep getting canceled. It's yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a great show, even if it's like a bit harder. It, if it's harder to access than like some of like a South Park or a family guy. So my history with the show is basically the same. Uh, I think the first episode, I, re- I can remember that it was the uh, the episode from like season six when Bender figures out he's not immortal and goes to find uh, like the guy who. who oh God! Him yeah. That's a, that, that's a classic. Wait, the one with Hermes or the one with yeah oh, with Hermes. Right, right. We'll get, whatever. Uh, we'll get to that. And and then I binged a lot of it because it was on Netflix and I I was watching Netflix. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen all of Futurama, but I but I have seen a lot of it. Since I'm doing the last one, I might as well transition in, into this. I think my thing on Futurama Season 1 is that it is kind of the ideal first season of TV in the sense of, like, here's the cast, here are some of the side characters. Yes. I will say, though, even if it is definitely, like, the first four seasons are better than the movies and Netflix stuff, or not Comedy Central stuff. I think this season, there's still quite a bit, like, stiffness that compared to, like, two through four. Like, all of the characters' voices are a bit different than how they do in yeah, later seasons. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, what is the thing with growing projects and having, like, one or two of the characters in the first season sound fucking weird? Like, yes. like yeah, it's is... Bender and Dr. Farnsworth this season. It's like, what is going on, guys? And, and Hermes, I think, is also... Yeah, Hermes, too. I mean, he shows up uh, less frequently. But yeah, his voice is really, really not settled in yet. But overall, I would say that, like, yeah, this is a good first season of TV. Yeah. And yeah. I enjoyed most, if not all, of the episodes. No, it's, it's more solid than, like, 99% of other first seasons. Yeah. I, I will say, Futurama is a very smart show, but it is, like... like one of my go-to examples of more clever than it is funny a lot of the times. Because, like, the reason I watch this show is because I like the cast. I like a lot of the settings and concepts. Less because it's, like, they got a lot of gut busters. Like, this is not this is not as funny as Golden Age Simpsons or, like, even in, like, American Dad or South Park. But it is funny. And it is, yeah. it is a very clever, well-written yeah. show. I mean, it's its own reward. Yeah, like, it is very clever. It also does have gut busters. Like, it's not like it is lacking in really, yeah, really funny lines. Yeah, I don't know why, but there was just a moment. It I don't know why. It's such a simple joke, but when Bender like has a fever, and his fever is of course like nine hundred and fifty degrees, they're just like, "Oh yeah. man, you need to lie on the couch," and the couch just explodes. It's just a really <laughs> simple slapstick moment, but again, it's fucking hilarious. And Andy, I do agree with you. The show does fall into that trap of more clever than it is funny a lot, but. The show is clever enough that, like, the cleverness can be its own reward. I think that yeah. what differentiates yeah. it, it from... A, it's very charming, yes. I think, is, is what I would go with. It's what differentiates it from other more clever than funny shows like early American Dad is that it's a lot more clever, basically. It's a lot more clever. Yeah. And ambitious. If it's less pretentious than they are. Yeah. yeah. And I would also say it's very ambitious in terms of, like, its visuals. and Like, this was one of the first, like, big 2D animated shows to incorporate CGI. And for 2000, and, or, like, 2000, its incorporation of CGI is kind of insanely good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's very smooth. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, whatever, it, gay comparison. It, it, it does feel like, kind of like Tarzan in terms of, like, they, no, they really got it a lot before anyone else yeah yeah, yeah especially because they're well, like very sparing with that i think too and also they shell shade the hell out of it yeah. which is what you gotta do no it 
it's very it's a very visually pleasing show i think like in Mm. in the way that like i think the simpsons would maybe become like more kind of flat and like okay well a lot in the way like a lot of cartoons do where it's like okay we get it like you've perfected the art style and now you need to make it like logoable or whatever but like this started off kind of like that but it looks really good like yeah yeah i also want to say that the futuristic stuff i'm glad that you mentioned that the setting is great and creative because the future stuff it allows for a much more fresh spin on like some pretty like uh, plug yeah. and play plots. Like this season in particular, there are some episodes where it does feel like they're just recycling like leftover Simpsons plots or stuff like the Mars university. It's a funny episode, but like X character goes to college is very, very, yeah. very, or it's the, in every fucking sitcom. Apartment hunting one. Yeah. Yeah. Apartment hunting. Uh, I'd be happy if I never saw a Char- another Charlie and the Chocolate Factory parody as long as I lived. <laughs> God, uh, especially around everyone this time when like Family it. Guy was doing one South. Like, yeah. God. Uh, and they were all aired around the same time, too. Yeah. It's just like, God. Also, one thing I want to say about the, uh, they the were, apartment uh, episode. <laughs> they were, it was a blood sacrifice for the 2005 movie. Yeah. The, the apartment episode was actually originally written uh, to please Fox executives. Because they're like, all right, let's try and make something a little less less edgy a little more traditional sitcom to please box and they're like we don't like this either so then they just went fuck you we're gonna make our own shit we're matt graining and yeah, we're gonna make our own show want. with blackjack and hookers yeah ah yeah ah, speaking of which ooh. i i i hope that if we have a guest on the show and we ask them what got them into this i hope at least one of our guests says they got into the show because of like the memes i really hope that yep. they say that yes because we can bully them relentlessly <laughs> I'd hope for that any show. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be Futurama. It could be any Futurama show. Futurama has like a horrible meme fan base. Like they're just it Yeah. I I, you know I, I see worst? I see a Futurama I see a Futurama meme and I'm like, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> That's the worst one. That is the worst fucking yeah. like, one. Yeah. To uh, be to be fair, like they do have so like some of them are like legitimately kind of funny. Like there are some that like I see them and I'm like, shut up and take my money. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, the best part, the best part of those memes was when, like, like went back in the days when Reddit was like really right wing and racist. They would have like the "I don't want to live on this planet anymore" ones. Yeah. So it would just be like, just be like about like interracial marriage. Yeah. yeah, it's like inter. It's like uh, scientists say that uh, black people don't actually have different IQs than white people, and then it was just a redditor going, "I don't want to live on this planet yeah. anymore," <laughs> or some your, horrible your shit ideas, like this. Your your theory is bad, and you should feel bad, but it's about like. Oh man! It's. And, uh, I was worried. The show, since it's very sci-fi and it's written by lib dork writers, like all cartoons are, I was worried, you know, it's going to have a lot of like, I fucking love science stuff, basically. And that's there in right. like some of the Comedy Central episodes, but... But they mo- they mostly keep it in the background yeah. in these Yeah. Seasons. Well, because the joke, the joke is never really like, oh, we're, you know, what? it's not like Rick and Morty, which I, I think Rick and Morty is like better than people give it credit for, but it's not yeah, that... Yeah, I would agree. It's not that in like, oh, we're deconstructing sci-fi. It's like... Like, we're making a sitcom where the whole premise is just like, well, what if everything in the future sucked as much as it does in the normal yeah, well, sitcom? And and that, I think those, like, that and, like, the I fucking love science style of comedy, like, don't mix as well as, like, you would well, that, expect coming in. That yeah. is, I think, the thing about, like, Futurama is that it hits a happy medium. Because, especially, because, like, 
like in the a lot of the sixties and seventies sci fi that the writers are that this are probably a little more familiar with and grew up with, like that's very like optimistic. The future is is going to be great. Mankind, you know, going to the stars, Star Trek, uh, like uh, sixty seven or whatever. Whereas as in like the the eighties and nineties, you saw a harder swing into no, everything is going to be hell. You're going to be living in a rat filled like two inch apartment. Like you're going to be working for an evil corporation for the rest of your life. Yeah, like it like eighties and nineties sci fi swing swung hard into dystopian and Futurama's like nah it's just gonna be the same yeah shit. yeah it's just gonna it's, be the same shit i mean not whatever not to crib our more famous friend but like the whole thesis of futurama is like everything's just gonna be the same but worse yeah yeah literally yeah it's like what if what if the future was just like now but just everything is a little bit like more fucking techno technologized which like and faster yeah, yeah. And faster, yeah. Which, like, hasn't... it? That has not been wrong yet, so... I want to put out a bold claim right now, I think. Okay. Um, a bold claim. So... If it's wrong, I we like, do get to fire you from the podcast. Yeah, that's... That was... That's implicit with everything we say on the show. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to put we this claim in... We've never said anything wrong on the show. <laughs> yeah, we've just been correct that's why, that, yeah, that's why we're all still on it, is because we've been correct 100% of the time. All of yeah, us. Yeah, even when we disagree... Time. <laughs> we just were completely <laughs> correct, but I want to say this, and I'm will. I, I'm partially saying this because I suspect I might eat crow about it later, and I, I think it might be something yeah. to return to. Is that I think Fry and Leela are probably the weakest part of this show. Uh, that's. I think on the whole, you have a point. I think there are particularly strong moments that they have but i yes i would say that yes they carry because they they both kind of have protagonist energy they carry yeah. the show slightly less than like some of the other characters do but th there's enough classic like moments with both of them that i would not want to say like they're they they, they definitely get i think the best tearjerker moments as well yes. so, yeah you know they, they have that going they have them. the best yeah. but I, I think i can agree they are the least funny yeah um fry gets some good stuff when he's like really really dumb like when when he just like yeah when they push that to extremes leela's whole purpose this leela's season a straight is, man she's just yeah. supposed to be the mom basically of the show Leela's just, yeah, she's just a mom you can fuck. Yeah. And also, the, the, those two are the characters that also get continuity shit in the sense of, oh, hey, will they, won't they? Yeah, they, um, get, yeah, they get that. Spe speaking of that, this show really wants you to know that Leela is hot. This show, like, yeah. it feels like every, every single shot. frame, yep. she's either, like, caked up or, like, her tits are just falling out of her tank top it is one of those two they are well, they it's, are it's all the thing in where it's like her. because you see her one eye and you're like ew gross so they have to constantly remind you like no this is a woman and it's like oh okay well i want to fuck her now yeah it's so funny when like, they like if you, you can't have a female character without like wanting to fuck them like yeah it, it is funny how, like, Fry, when he first sees a girl with one eye, he's, he's just like, ooh, that's disgusting. And it's like, yeah. It really feels like Who now. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah. It'd be like, yeah, let's go. Literally, that's why we invented doggy style. Like, even yeah. if you were grossed out by that. Like, yeah. Fry seeing Leela the first time, oh, where are your tentacles? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, no, it's it's so funny how th things have shifted so much where it's like if you yeah. if you it's like if she doesn't have blonde hair, it's like, ooh, that's disgusting. Where now like they'd have to really, really make her face deformed in order for people to not just want to absolutely rail Leela. Like they'd have to give her like a thousand teeth. Like a you know, obviously their romance stuff evolves. Right. 
But I would say that while they might be the most boring, I would also say Fry and Leela are the most fully formed members of the cast. Like, immediately, uh, it's like, yeah, these two are these two. Uh, Bender, maybe? I, Bender, I guess. Like he, Bender's a lot more whiny and emotional this season, yeah. which kind of works, you know, for what he is. Or like, the, the the suicide booth being a phone booth thing. That, that's a classic gag. Yeah. It's also John DiMaggio's voice is just off this season. It is. It's like, it's slightly too raspy and it's like, it doesn't have like the kind of expressiveness that he gets later. It's very, Mm. yeah, it it feels like Bender is not like some, he has not settled that much. I will say, uh, Zap Brannigan is basically the same as he will be for the rest of the series. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe some minor variations, but like they kind of. Because he was always kind of a gag, so they got that. Like, I, I like his half, but I feel like they overplay him too much. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. I mean, the only reason he exists is because, like, Billy West they just wants to do uh, Phil they Hartman. They were making impression. fun of Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wanted uh, he wanted to pay tribute to Phil Hartman, so. Oh, that's, that's sweet, oh. actually. Yeah. Bender, but he does get a lot of the good jokes this season. He is the catchphrase machine, yeah. you know. Yeah. I really liked... Farnsworth and Zoidberg the most of the season. They I don't know. Zoidberg hmm. is great. They're just Zoidberg's the, so good. They're just the master of like the non sequitur or whatever. Um, like especially Zoidberg. Like he just I don't know. Zoidberg's such an inspired creation where it's just like, what if Woody Allen was a horrible crab monster? <laughs> and then yeah. you just roll with that the entire time. It's great. Yeah. I I you know, I love Zoid like everyone likes Zoidberg. Yeah. He is he is Which one is of funny the most, because like, of the show they all hate him. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's endearing. You like a lot of I will. I will say, Zoidberg is a great character. I honestly think this might be like his weakest season. Yeah, that just speaks to how great he gets later. Like he. Oh, this, for sure. But like, the, the part yeah. where he's just like, oh, I have to scuttle," and then he just <laughs> scuttles into the ocean. I don't know why. It just it's cute. It's funny. Uh, talking about Farnsworth, though, I think he's a little off. Not just in terms of the voice, but he's a lot like they play up his slowness. A yeah, lot he. This season. Mm. It, it's. I think right now his big thing is like his senility, and later, like it becomes like no, he's just kind of like a grumpy crank, and I, I don't think yeah. they've hit that exactly. I also speaking of speaking of Farnsworth, it, it is I think very funny. Uh, the the when you like watch an early season of a show and you're like you see like what they think are going to be catchphrases and then yes i was just about to with, tie like, the, oh well i've already put on my pajamas or whatever my pajamas yeah, i yeah, was yeah, about yeah. to ask you if you caught that yeah and it, it's oh, very it's very funny to be like oh they thought this was going to be like the catchphrase and then people just did not latch onto it but latched onto this it's it's an interesting like evolution to like keep track I latched on to good news everyone yeah what was the uh what was the one that they didn't latch on to sorry the the he's like oh well I should do this but I but I'm already I already put my pajamas on oh yeah yeah it's not a bad joke no it's fine but it's it's just very funny where it's like it's clear that that was going to be like the respect my authority or like the dough or whatever and it just something else caught on it's it's a very it's very fun to watch like in hindsight yes um Hermes and and Amy I would say are both the most unfinished yeah like they are. Hermes has a little more going for him since he's he's a very strong personality. He's a lot more pushy this season, I think. Amy is just kind of fucking nuts Yeah, Hermes season. Hermes is always an interesting character since, like, I, I, I've always liked how mercenary the future is. Like, how, yeah. just how, like, ruthlessly, it's basically, it's like you said, now but worse. And Hermes is that aspect of it in a nutshell. He is just, like, he will 
ab- like there's there's a really great and dark moment in a couple of seasons when he's like has the option to either save their lives or like jet- jettison the characters of the oh, song. Oh yeah. yeah. He just like takes a moment. He's like, all right, um, no, and <laughs> and that aspect is definitely there, but he is he's not quite finished. Amy is basically just like a non-character. She's this the girl character. Yeah, she's just yeah. oh, we need another girl, but. And, and it, it's a shame because Amy becomes, like, I think one of my favorite characters in the show because the whole thing with Amy that they need to tap into is, like, no, she's just, like, a rich cunt. Like, yeah. Like, here they kind of have her as, like, the, oh, I'm, I'm, like, the hapless intern. But it's, like, no, she's just a, like, she's just a cunt. I love her yeah. parents. Her yeah. parents are great, too. But you know what? You know what else? Uh, the, the, they do have that a little bit in that she's very catty with Lilo this season. That's, mm. uh, like, she's, like, she, they started her of, like, Oh, your clothes are cheap, Leela. Yeah. And that's that's <laughs> yeah, something, but that. it's I feel like they I feel like they lean a lot more on like the oh, you know, I'm just the sweet little, you know, intern instead of like, no, I'm just I'm a bitch. Like I'm crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. just I'm just like I'm just kind of mean and I like I'm very materialistic. It's like that's a good take. Like she is a great character as it goes on, especially like her stuff with Kiff, who is yeah. also kind of one note here because he's just like the sidekick to uh one-time character at this point but Mm. but no no i mean i really really enjoy what they end up doing with amy and it's kind of sad to see like yeah just how flat she started up we also get um, Uh, a a lot of good like antagonist characters by any season like we have mom obviously who's the main villain we got lur and they they um they have words they tried to push him a little bit but we Wernstrom. Yeah. He's he's around, but he he never really takes off. But the other two are pretty consistent. I, I like I like how Mob is sons of the three stooges. Yeah, that, well. that's, that's a, a great thing. little inspired touch. I also do like the, I like the way Futurama does like the bad guy stuff where it almost feels kind of like Mario rules where it's like Maybe maybe mom's like the one exception, but like with stuff like Lur or like uh Yeah, they can go go karting. Yeah, who's the stabby robot who comes later, you know what I'm Roberto. Yeah. Like they, they have like a roster of villains, but it's kind of like, well no, if like this story requires like they're not really a villain in this one. It's just like they're working with the heroes. Like they don't feel preciousness to like it like it feels like the characters are kind of like pieces that go where the story needs them. And that's that's honestly kind of refreshing in like a show like this where the where it's not like continuity focused. This is also also premature, but um, they do a lot of the political stuff does feel dated. But you know, Nixon's great. We'll get yeah. we'll get to him next season. Hmm. Although we see a little bit of it, he's in the pilot. Uh, do we have anything else to add? This is just a generally really solid season of TV. Oh, also something something I noticed uh, out of the blue. Scruffy is in the, is technically in this season. He's like in in the the hell episode when they're at the Beastie Boys conference. He's like they, the they get him <laughs> the to Beastie like, Boys conference concert. concert. <laughs> Shut up. Just the, all they, the Beastie they, Boys sitting around a fucking table. It's like <laughs> like it's like the U.S. Yeah, this this quarter stars. revenue was a bit low. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but no, it's, uh, it's uh, that was something that took me off guard. It's like, oh, he's actually he's here, but he's not a character yet. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Futurama season one, pretty solid. It's good. Uh, it's better than ninety nine percent of season ones. Yes. 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 Which again, that does it barely counts since it's just like the Simpsons all star team doing yeah. something different. But yeah. Well, I mean that doesn't that didn't save the fantasy show, but we'll we'll get into that whenever we fucking get into that. Yeah, yeah but um, that's because that's because he was a sixty year old man who was doing it. I think mostly as like a passion, like mostly by himself. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. 
All right. right. See you in the back half. Ah, crap, singing. Mind if I smoke? Cigars are evil, you won't miss them. We'll find ways to simulate that smell. What a sorry fella, rolled up and smoked like a panicella. Here on level one of robot hell. Gambling's wrong and so is cheating, so is forging phony IOUs. Let's let Lady Luck decide what type of torture's justified. I'm pit boss here on level two. Ooh, deep fried robot. Just tell me why. Please read this 55-page warrant. There must be robots worse than I. We checked around, there really aren't. Then please let me explain. My crimes were merely boyish pranks. You stole from Boy Scouts, nuns, and banks. Ah, don't blame me. Blame my upbringing. Please stop sitting while I'm singing. <laughs> Selling bootleg tapes is wrong. Musicians need that income to survive. Hey, Ben, are gonna make some noise with your hard drive scratched by the Beastie Boys. That's what you, what you, what you get on level five. I don't feel well. It's up to us to rescue him. Maybe he likes it here in hell. It's us who tempted him to sin. Maybe he's back at the motel. Come on, Fry, don't be scared. I'm sure at least one of us will be spared. So just sit back and enjoy the ride. My ass has blisters from the slide. <laughs> Fencing diamonds, fixing cockfights, publishing in decent magazines. You'll pay for every crime. Knee deep in electric slime. You'll suffer till the end of time. Enduring tortures, most of which crime. Trap forever here in Robot Hell. And we're back, folks. And as always, we're talking about Space Pilot 3000. Um, this is this is probably the. Uh... Are we always talking about that? Yeah. Have we <laughs> yeah. talked about that like a lot before? Yeah. yeah. You don't know? What, what podcast no, did you I, the, I, That must have been like the three episodes I missed is the ones when you <laughs> talked about that episode. Yeah, that's what sure we, we talked, talked about, about with, Leo. with you before. No, um, uh, we're talking about, as we always do for the first season of a new show, we are talking about the pilot, which in this one is called Space Pilot 3000. You fucking copy editor. This um, <laughs> this is uh probably the weakest episode of the season, and that is okay. Yeah, they because call it the Spencer of episodes. <laughs> yeah, go run away. <laughs> what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do, Ty? I don't know. Without him. This has been those good old fashioned values. <laughs> God, can you imagine if we end the episode here? That'd be, That'd be so great. <laughs> Honestly, if he doesn't come back in a minute, let's end the episode. <laughs> okay, okay. He comes back. All right, you want to talk about the episodes? And we're like, oh, we're done. Yeah, no, we no, we already signed off. Sorry, we're done recording. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. So it is uh, not the strongest episode this season. It's not the me of episodes. There's not nothing nothing to do with me. It's okay because it basically has to set up everything really fast. Yeah. And uh, and there's a lot. There's more to set up in this series than most other card like animated series yeah. that we've watched yeah they have to set up in order how fry gets to uh the future then it has to set up like all the characters he meets how he gets his job as a delivery guy and also just like the world of the future basically and even then they have to they have to fucking put more of the setup stuff in episode two like meeting the rest of planet express but, yeah you know it's also i i think that it 
I don't know. And this is something that Futurama does a lot, which is not always, I think sometimes it makes for really great episodes and sometimes it's a bit much where I think the, like the pilot, the whole, like the, oh, we can choose our own destiny, like getting like a kind of serious note there, I, I think kind of makes it like more of a chore to watch just because it's like, oh, fuck, this is going to be like, a, like they had to devote, you know, five minutes of this thing to like a message instead of just like setting up the world. Like, it, I don't know. It feels a bit, that's one of the times where I think it's a bit more unwieldy. I, but I, like, I, the big points I want to get out of, the, out of the way on this episode are, one, I like how they establish how shitty is, you know, Fry's future is. We, we obviously sure. learn and spend a lot more time in 1999 as the series goes on, but like, like everything goes wrong for Fry in like the next five, in like the last five minutes of his time into the present. Mm, yeah. Which is, which is very interesting. The big chase and conceit of the episode being, uh, job chips. They, they reference it again, but it is, if it, it is very funny how like important and like, like big of a deal it's made in this episode and barely anywhere else in the series. Also, also right. a big deal this uh, episode is how Fry and Farnsworth are related, and I guess that's how they link up. But that's no, one that of I think back. a bit more. Yeah, they they touch on we, that, espe- especially when we we meet Cubert uh, next season. Mm. As yeah. Well. Wow, is it really that early? Yeah, they they, they bring Cubert early. I thought it was like a season four thing or whatever. No. Wow. Yeah. No. But I mean, they they do get into like shenanigans about how like yeah fry is like his ancestor or whatever that's but i i agree that it's not like a huge focus they establish the oh you know what else is something that's that's uh i guess it makes sense because he overcomes it in this episode but like bender's thing of like oh i can only bend construction things i that's, can only do that it's all om- i think it's almost a really good joke yeah yeah that's true yeah. and i do like how easily like his arms fall off and then they just plug him back in after the commercial break yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. That reminds me of one of the jokes. I'm so sorry. That reminds me of one of the jokes that I was trying to think of earlier when we were talking about, like, this show has really good laugh out loud lines where it's from the uh, the fear of a bot planet uh, where <laughs> Leela's like, you know, Bender's like, oh, no, I got kidnapped. And Leela's like, oh, no, what are we going to do? If only I had two or three minutes to think of a solution. And then it goes to commercial. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I've, I, I was trying to think. I'm like, I know there's a joke in that episode I really liked, and I just could not think of it. That is, that is a good one. Um, I'm sorry for interrupting, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. no, I was just, I remember like, I, I, that was like one of the ones where I like had a big belly laugh watching. Yeah, yeah. They, they also start the Fry Leela series long shit here, which ends great, but has a lot of bullshit in the middle, yeah. particularly in the Comedy Central season. Yeah. <sighs> They draw it out so fucking much. It's they're worse than cheers about it. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. No. Fry, Fry and Leo's. We'll touch on that more. But they they do. I honestly think this season is like fairly good about it. Like they hint at it sometimes, and like but, I would but say it, most. It's never super explicit this season. I, I would say think. most of the the it's it's because they're already together, but they're still not committed to it. That's because by by the end of the Comedy Central series. Or not by the end of the Fox seasons, it's like okay, they're their thing. Yeah, but going forward, it's like well, uh. yeah, no, that's it's the hedging that's annoying, and it's also annoying because like they sort of like tease it, but neither character is really sure what they want. It gets it gets a little annoying in the later seasons when like it's unrequited love, like on Fry's part, and Lila's just like, oh, I just see you as a friend because I'm a mo- I'm the mom of the show. Yeah. And they do complicate it. They do complicate it a little nicely in like some episodes like The Sting. But 
it's a long road to get to uh like to get to meanwhile basically this episode also introduces one of the best locations in the entire series the head museum Oh yeah, yeah. they get so they good. get a lot of mileage out of that, and honestly, it's cool that they came like they figured that out that early. Well, they knew they wanted to get celebrity guests, so yeah, right, yeah, or just fucking any historical figure you want. Sometimes that can backfire, but usually it's 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 like oh, this is great, especially because there's not a lot of pretense behind it. It's just like the joke or like the, the entire premise is them just being like, yeah, we just want to have celebrities on here, so they're just like they're doing their thing. Um, uh, I, I think it does a good job setting up the world, even if there are, it also sets up some of like Futurama's weaker aspects, hmm. which is Hold on. give and take. Spencer, I have a question. Do they yeah. ever make the obvious Danny Elfman joke for the, the head museum? What's the what? obvious what, Danny what, what Elfman would the obvious joke? He's... Oh, no, wait, I was thinking of a different, I was, I, I got, Jesus I thought Danny Elfman, I, I got Danny Elfman and Talking Heads mixed up, my bad. Oh. Because it's Oingo Boingo what and Talking Heads fuck? are the two bands you fucking. Uh, are you? Another, another classic it's banger been, by it's Andy. It's been five minutes. <laughs> another, another <laughs> one of Andy's classic zingers. Fuck <laughs> you, you have two bands you talk about all the time. No, I'm sorry, I get them mixed up. Uh, yeah, Andy's gonna go up on stage. He's like, you know that? Do you you are you all be recognizing that white yeah. people drive cars like this, but black people? But black. Wait, hold on. Sorry, no. <laughs> black people so, eat so almonds bla- like this. So black. So, so, sorry, I fucked up. So black people are the ones who do it like this, and <laughs> <laughs> and white people are actually the ones who. No, wait, what's it? So white people be Did driving people their cars like, like car? this, and then white girls... No, uh, white... No, sorry, it was women be doing this, and men be Yeah, doing... is it white women no, be white... fucking... No. Hmm. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, and just the room is silent, and we're just sitting down there losing our goddamn minds. Yeah, we're just going like, yeah! Yeah! Let's go! Woo! <laughs> uh, Stage dive! I try. I try so hard for this show. Nobody We're breaking me. you in, okay? Like, you're, yeah. all right. get good at We're this sexing you. We're sexing you into the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, do, do they make the, the talking heads joke at any point? No. Um, Not that no. I know. That is a shame. You got to do it. Yeah. They had David Byrne on The Simpsons in like 20, like 2006 or something. And it was depressing for everyone involved. But Oh, yeah. I've seen that episode. Yeah. Oh. I don't think there's anything else we have to say about the pilot. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I guess we'll talk about a fish full of dollars since this is mom's big intro and uh, Andy Andy wanted to talk about it. You'll hear at the Shut end the why we're giggling. Um, uh, yeah, you will. You'll um, get you'll get there. So <laughs> this episode, like mom's obviously one of the best villains in, in like animated sitcoms. She, she's great. Yeah, it's just like what if Aunt Jemima was white and evil? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I yeah. like I like the the conceit of like the fries just like a billionaire that spends all his money the uh, the Zoidberg anchovy thing that they 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 threw on throughout the episode is pretty good it's it's just, it's just like a really like solid app I also love all of the joke well not all of the jokes but they make a lot of good jokes throughout the series that are just like this is what three thousand people in the year three thousand think people in the year two thousand are like mm. yeah. They even do that earlier in the season with the whole whalers on the moon thing. Or honestly, yeah, one of the true. best jokes, which is the the honeymooners, where it's like they took that as like an actual historical record, which is fucking. Yes, brilliant. that is very good. Yeah. I forgot about that joke. But no, it's 
Yeah. It's, but that's that's a great little running thing that they do is just like just compl- no like nobody in the year 3000 has accurate history at all, which is probably how it's going to be. Like Yeah. I I, that's, I think that's this also has works. one of yeah. one of my favorite we'll be remember- moments in the entire <laughs> uh, no, never mind. Continue. Yeah. In in the year 3000 in the year 3000 everyone's going to be like Damn, we dug up this podcast, and there's this guy on it who, like, gets all of his references right immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. One in the future, they'll moments. worship Andy like a god. Yeah. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. uh, in, in the future, um, YouTube will not be fucking funny. That's for damn sure. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll be dead. Yeah, uh, we'll be dead. But, but this episode has one of my favorite mom lines in this. In, in the in the series, which is when she, like, finds out that Fry's going to eat the anchovies. She's like, my God, you're going to eat them. And then she's just like, oh, right. Well, then uh, be sure to eat <laughs> yeah. them all, dear. Just, like, the transition with her is is always really fun. I also love the the joke of her dress, where it's she's incredibly It's, thin, it's just but... like a bodysuit. Yeah. It's not, like, she's just, like, the fucking skinniest woman on Earth, but she's just wearing, yeah, no, like, a I... cone. It's it's a good little visual bet. Honestly, I didn't have that many episodes I wanted to talk about. I just kind of picked this one because I'm like, oh yeah, I've I've seen this one a ton. Mm. Uh, but you know, it's yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Uh, no, honestly, it's solid. M- most of this episodes, with one or two exceptions, are are mostly just fine, but not that stand out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also on this episode, um, it, it's something that it's. I think it's a good example of something that Spencer said earlier, which is that. It is taking like a kind of really like traditional sitcom trope where it's like, what if one of the characters like won the lottery or got a lot of money or whatever? Yeah. But because it is like so kind of ingrained into the setting and because it it is looking at it from like the slightly like different angle that a lot of Graining's best stuff does. And also just because the writers are very on their game, like even from the start, like it doesn't feel as hacky as it would in a normal animated sitcom or just a regular sitcom. I just remembered something I wanted to say about the pilot, but forgot, which is I kind of wish they, they brought back the uh, the cryogenic like company guys back a little more. They do it occasionally, but it's it's weird. Like they set them up in the beginning of the series and use them like they're going to be like part of the reoccurring cast. And they are not. Well, and that's the thing about a pilot, too, is like it is it kind of gives you the opportunity to like tweak and tweak and refine like before the actual series like comes into fruition or whatever yeah i guess that's fair yeah so i guess we'll talk about hella's other robots this one this is probably the the biggest episode yeah uh this one's got the big performance by dan castellanetta who is terrific as robot sings that oh that's insane yeah Yeah. Uh, he is every time he comes back he knocks it out the fucking park yeah. Yeah. Ro- Robot Devil is is easily one of the best side characters. Yeah. It's a it's like a pretty terrific. It's like an amazing musical number. He's basically doing like a better version of uh, Andy Samberg's uh, Antichrist character from American Dad, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's also a good. Like, I hate that character. This is how you fucking do him. Yeah. This is what I would want at hey, the end of that. Let's episode. let's have that debate again. Let's do that for like a fifth yeah, time. Of course. Yeah. Of course. There's nothing we like better on this show than relitigating shit we've really we, we've relitigated like once a week for the I mean past that's just podcasting, months. let's be real here. Yeah. Um but Yeah, but we're worse about it. <laughs> I, I also I also like how the ending of the episode is is a riff on the devil went down to Georgia. Mm. That, that's like yeah. a cute thing. No, it's a it's a really spe- spectacular episode. They even incorporate the Beastie Boys decently well. Like at the beginning, it's very like, yeah. oh, we got the we got the Beastie Boys. Yeah, the yeah. conference. No, their yeah. conference is fucking great in this one. Yeah, 
But um, they, they, they like when they start joining in on the musical number that I quite like that I think was pretty. Do clever. you do you want to talk at all about like the the robotology stuff? That's that's always in the background in the series, but never like I can't think of a moment where it's ever like super funny. Uh, the I like the priest whenever they bring the priest back. Yeah, he, he's he, like he's he's very much a cliche, but he is he is a fun character. I like how he's like an old timey radio. That that's a good yeah. Yeah. gag. But yeah, the making fun of Scientology is uh it's tough Every, to do. Yeah, but everyone was doing it at that point. Like Yeah. South Park was doing it the exact same fucking extent. Like I mean, outside of the name pun, is there anything specifically Scientology referencing here? Yeah, like, that is seems- weird. It they like make it yeah. it's robotology, so it's like, oh it's gonna be Scientology, but it's mostly just like it's mostly just a church. Yeah, it's it's like a standard evangelical church, yeah. basically. Um, it, 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 there's there's nothing really specific to like the cult of Scientology, basically. I do also like how like how ben, Bender's like, yeah, of course, I'm, I I want to be cool to strangers. I'll do uh I'll do electricity. Yeah. Um. By the way, I I'm in L.A. right now, and uh, I'm pretty close to the uh, Scientology building in here in L.A. So if anyone wants to come and kill me, um, just head on over to the Scientology building, and you can shoot me you there. You should join Scientology while you're there. <laughs> You should yeah. get like your sentence read. Yeah. Yeah. Get Tom Cruise on the podcast or at any other celebrity you can, really. Yeah. Um, That'd be crazy. Good one. Oh, yo, like you Tom Cruise. What if, yo, Tom Cruise? What's he gonna do on the podcast? Got- Jump on a couch? What? What's he gonna? Do? What's he gonna do? Be gay? Yeah. It's a good thing we record remotely, so we don't have to look at how his tooth is in the middle of his mouth. <laughs> Okay. Um, I hate you. I, I, I also so do want to say about this episode also, uh, I enjoy when whenever Futurama does like the like trick of like, oh, there's like some kind of like, you know, mythological or religious or whatever, like aspect or tradition or whatever. But it's like, but it's become mechanized. Like, I always think that that kind of kills it. And the stuff they yeah, do. Yeah, that's with, fun. The stuff they do with like the devil where it's like, uh, like he has to, like he in his contract, he has to do the fiddle contest is very funny. I, I don't know. It's it's more like like it's I, I don't think it's like the biggest part of the episode, but it, it's indicative of something that I really, really do love about the episode is like when they make like how they envision the future is like, yeah, everything kind of exists, but it's just more bureaucratic or robotic or whatever. I don't know. <sighs> OK, do we have anything else to say about it or do we want to move on to uh, do we want to move on to fear of a bot planet? Yeah, sure, we, we can, can do that. that. Yeah. Okay, uh, last is Fear of a Bot Planet. And uh, Ty, you you mentioned this one. What stuck out to you about this one? Uh, I think this is like the first time in the series where they really like start going heavy on the idea of like, oh, robots are like an integral part of this setting. Um, And a lot of it is kind of like, I I think we're like like a lot of this free season, like what you would expect like them to do with the premise but like it's clever enough and i i I like the idea of like oh bender like gets to be like something of a character and like express like oh no he's not just like a silly sidekick like he has he's part of the trio exactly and and i think this is like the first episode where that really crystallizes and also a lot of this stuff about like the bot planet is pretty funny like it, it's yeah. the stuff with like the no ro- what robot would turn down hot resin or just like the little thing of like the robot with like the fucking very cheap human skin suit on him in the movie 
I don't know. They're, or like the yeah. the robot Illuminati. Yeah. Like, um, I like how oh. it's just like the the it's just like the it's just like the robot nation of Islam too. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, like, it's it's like it was probably it's probably more hack than I'm giving it credit for, but it did just crack me up. I don't know why. I uh also I, I think it's also worth noting this episode is kind of the the last of like the pilotish episodes because like it, it's the first episode where you're fully like okay we're fully in the status quo now there's nothing else like like we like because like you get the first episode's the pilot second's the first mission and the third one's the the apartment episode where you establish Fry and Bender live together this is like okay here's like the first real normal episode of Futurama yeah mm. I think that's a good take. Yeah, I don't know. This was honestly, I just remember enjoying it when I was watching it. I don't know if I have super, super deep thoughts on it, but it, it this felt, I think you're right in that, like, this feels like when the show kind of, like, started falling into place. Like, like once its expository stuff was more, like, was finishing up. Do we, do we have any other episodes we want to do? Um, I don't think so. I just, I don't, we don't really have any. I just need to reiterate that, like, it's not a bad episode. It's not the worst Willy Wonka parody I've ever seen, but oh my god, stop it, please! Yeah, it's there. It, every scene, it, you can just feel the beats in advance. Like there's always, you know, the god, the Oompa Loompa sure are fucked up, and it's like, damn, what yeah. if this factory was weird? It's like what? It's like in in both of the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movies, like the the whole point of the movie is that the factory's kind of fucked up. Like that, that's that's like the point, and you're not doing anything clever by parodying that. No, but it's easy, and yeah, yeah everyone deserves a little. I, I like the stuff around the episode with like uh, Bender and Fry cheating and using the X-ray thing. I like Slurm, Slurmicky. Yeah, the, like, tired of fun stuff. But I, 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 I agree. It's animated shows do be loving parodying Willy Wonka, especially around this time. Yeah, <sighs> but no, I think that's gonna do it. I think uh, you know this is this season is uh, kind of we're cursed because this is a solid workmanlike season that doesn't have yeah. a lot to it pick apart. Its, it does its job perfectly fine. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I do think um, one thing to just like tie in for going forward is that uh, future seasons, especially like even as soon as season two, there are more episodes I'm looking at where it's like, Oh no, this is, we, we have a bunch of stuff we could choose. Yeah. In the back half. Yeah. So, so if you thought this episode was bad, just wait for the next one, I guess. Next week, actually, we will uh, yeah. one more season of Futurama before returning to South Park. Um, no, but that's going to do it. Next week, we're going to be uh, returning to Futurama. We got a special guest with us. And uh, I think if you are not subscribed to our Patreon, we just did a sort of a, a different type of episode with Patrick where we basically <laughs> we were supposed to. Oh, I need to listen. We to did. That. We were supposed to talk about Gnome the Norm, but we mostly just read this comment on a porn star. Did AMA. you do that on purpose? Gnome the Norm. Oh, yeah. fuck. No, I didn't. I didn't do that. God, it's hard. No, to... thank you. It's not me anymore. It's a tone it's twister. Just me. Yeah, no, it's it's tough to say, I think, yeah. purposefully. Uh, but no, it's that might be our horniest episode we've ever but recorded. I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to it. Oh, one more thing I want to mention since you brought up the patron. Uh, if you are a patron, remember to, to vote in the poll. Yep. If you're not a patron, uh, become one. You give us $5 to vote. <laughs> yeah. By the time this can, goes up, the poll's going to be done. Yeah, so do it. You, you next said time. it to a week, so Who probably not. Um, oh no! Anyway. It's, yeah, but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. If join our Patreon, we've got a bunch of you know. If you want to hear us talk about like stuff off the beaten path, then go join that. And uh, otherwise, we'll catch you all for Futurama season two. Yeah. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
Uh, I guess we have to talk about the pilot. Um, yeah. Also, probably. I will be right back. Wait, Leela? Yeah, yeah. Shut up. The, the back half of the episode is just us talking about how much of a fucking dime she is. Oh, no, that was... I don't know what's going on with me right now. That was one of the worst jokes I have ever made. So I apologize. You were like, we have to talk about the pilot. And I'm like, who, Leela? That's, just, that's very in keeping with your style of just like annoying humor sometimes. <laughs> okay. Say what you really feel. <laughs> I mean, no, your style of humor is based on uh, annoying me sometimes. And that yeah. does annoy me. So... <laughs> okay i'm glad um yeah so the pilot um maybe i'm trying to think what else uh the maybe the bot planet one uh the hell one hell one definitely um hell is other robots fear of a bot planet um and do, maybe... do we want to touch on mars university i don't have much to say about that honestly okay I I, so I just remember, like, I remember vaguely that was, like, an important one, but I don't, yeah. Well, ask I Andy don't, what I he don't... Andy sure. will probably have one that he's very bullish on doing. All right, Yeah, probably. I don't, I don't mind, so honestly. So, have you guys decided what episodes you want to talk about? Uh, we were literally just talking about that. Um, yeah, Space Pilot. Do you have, like, um, a, do you have a other preference? Robots. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to, I guess, um... Wanna do my three sons? Um, that's the that's the anchovy mom episode. Oh, yeah. No, it isn't. Did you think that oh, was no, the that's... mom episode because she has oh, right. three it's, sons? That's the that's the, son, that's the uh, did you? Th- <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Uh, this is going to be uh, a episode, I can tell. Um, <laughs> Just because uh, she has three sons. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, um, boy. Oh, yikes. Uh, well, I don't really have any, like, specific... I mean, if you want to talk about the mom episode one, that's the one before yeah. that. That we can we can yeah, hit on no, that if you I, want. I noticed. Um, no, legit, I'm not making fun of you anymore. Legitimately, yeah, that's know, one you want to talk about. Um, yeah. Let me... Do that or oh you know what actually let's do uh love's labors lost in space that's the zap introduction we can also talk okay. about nibbler and stuff yeah okay sure okay and then uh, you want to do one more i spencer has made it very clear that we can't make jokes about the word nibbler um oh okay gotcha. <laughs> um space pilot 3000 um love's labors Love lost labors. in space uh, a yeah. fish full of dollars and uh, what is it? Hell is other robots. Hell is other robots. Why don't we do hell is yep. other robots and then if we are hurting for time, we go to fish full. Okay, that sounds okay. good. Yep. All right. Word. All right.